Please listen carefully. So hi, Steph. Hi. Um, I thought we would take the time to talk about uh, you because uh, a lot of our folks are still getting to know you as a new coach. Um, but then I also thought we could talk about our upcoming kids program sure. and then talk about just kids training in general. Yep. So why don't you start just giving us a little bit of background as to like where you grew up, what kind of like childhood you had and kind of leading up to obviously um, working out yeah. and fitness. And all yeah. That. So basically I grew up in Upper Marion in King of Prussia, Pennsylvania. I actually live in the house that I grew up in. Um, I was, I struggled, the main thing about my childhood is that I struggled with my weight my whole life. So I was, for as long as I can remember, I was overweight um, and got, you know, a lot of people giving me a hard time about it. I remember my first diet was like in fourth grade, like all the cafeteria workers and the principal, my mom, like all committed to give me like a dollar for every pound I lost. Didn't really work, you know, all my attempts, by seventh grade I was over 300 pounds. Um, and then in my 20s, I was over 400 pounds. I decided to have a gastric bypass. Um, I lost a bunch of weight. I had a baby a year and a half after my daughter, Javina. And then after I had her, I started to gain weight back. Mm. I started I actually hit rock bottom in a lot of different places um, because I had had this like life changing surgery mm -hmm. and I still gained it back. Mm -hmm. So like I knew it wasn't a matter of finding like another diet. Mm -hmm. I knew that um, there was something that fundamentally had to shift up here. Um, and I, I worked with a life coach and I did a lot of work on being present, and, mm -hmm. you know, um, and, and detaching from the thoughts in my mind versus who I really was. Mm -hmm. And I finally got to a place of really accepting myself and loving myself. And it was like an epiphany because all of a sudden, I was able to, um, I was okay as I was. I didn't have to lose weight to be anything. I used to think I would have to lose weight to be who I was, to be my true self. Mm -hmm. When I realized that I was already my true stuff, self, nothing needed to change. All of a sudden, I started to be able to eat better, mm -hmm. want to do working out. I went back to the, to, I was going to Curves. Um, I went back there. But like I went back there and I was like, this just doesn't feel right because it was all about weighing and measuring. Mm. It wasn't super intense. We were like talking and I was like, this doesn't feel right. And I heard about CrossFit, a couple people I knew were doing it. And I was like, you know, when, when my membership runs out, I'll go check out this CrossFit thing. Um, and this was in 2009, so it was a while ago. Mm -hmm. um, and like a week later, the curves was closing. So I... So if there's any sign... Yeah. That was it. Right? So I called up the local gym and was like, so I, you know, I'm coming in and I should have been afraid. I should have been like looking at the videos of the CrossFit and being like, no, but it was like one of those times in my life where I just followed my gut mm -hmm. and I went in and I was like instantly hooked, even though I couldn't run 200 meters without walking. I couldn't jump on a 12 inch box. I, could, I basically could do nothing. The only thing that I kind of could do was pick up weight mm -hmm. because, mm -hmm. you know, I may be carrying all that weight, maybe a little bit stronger, or maybe I'm just naturally stronger. But that, but other than that, you know, it was kind of like that. And I, and I fell in love with the intensity. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. It was like almost like meditation to me because it wasn't like I was thinking about, like it wasn't a means to an end. It was like me connecting with my body, which I had never done because mm -hmm. I had never played sports. 
you know, there was like four or five times in my life where I had intense things with physical things that I loved and I never like really equated it to loving it because it was physical. But after starting CrossFit, I was like, ah, that's what it was. I actually liked the intensity of pushing myself physically. What were some of those things? Um, <laughs> floor hockey and gym class. There was like a mm. one gym class where we played floor hockey yeah. um, the whole time. Um, and it was like super intense, like climbing through the caves in, um, in New Hampshire. There was like this one mountain where there all these caves to go through and we did the harder ones. Um, things like that where I was like bloody dirty and like it was hard and I did it like that feeling of accomplishment. Yeah. Yeah. When you were growing up uh, through school, did it, did you want to play sports? Like did you want to be more active? <laughs> so in seventh grade, all my girlfriends were playing floor hockey. Mm -hmm. or not floor hockey, I'm sorry, uh, field hockey. Okay. So I signed up too. Mm -hmm. Went to the first practice, was a ton of running and I was dying. And then we got our uniforms and they didn't have any uniforms to fit me. Mm. And mm. it would have take two uniforms to sew together. And I was like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing this. Yeah. And I quit. Got it. And, um, you know, no, you know, I wonder what would happen if like somebody was like, wouldn't let me quit. Yeah. Um, and or if I had gotten into sports when I was younger, because I've I've met other people in my life. I used to do. Um, I used to do some media work for CrossFit HQ and interview people. And I interviewed this one um, woman that was like, you know, not overweight, but just bigger. Sure. And, but she had grown up in a family where it was just like, you play sports. So even though she was bigger, yeah, she played from the, the beginning. Norm. It was the norm yeah. and how much, how I might've been different, yep. but it's okay. Cause I mean, it's like all that I went through, I think made me like the coach and who I am today. Yeah. So it's good. So when you were looking up CrossFit, did you see videos and things that other people generally tend to see in terms of seeing this crazy stuff going on? And then generally they're somewhat intimidated or nervous to get started because they think it's this like crazy elite thing that only elite athletes can do and everything. And, you know, even people coming from other workout programs. So they're already active. They're already yeah. working out. Right. Um, did you see that stuff and did that or, and that did that cross your mind, but you decided to ignore it because you were trying to just dive yeah. right in? I don't know. It was weird because like, I just, it was like I said, I, I didn't really like think a lot about it. I think the one thing that that was different was for me was that I had no expectations of myself. Got it. And I think that might help too. Cause I just yeah. knew I was going to yeah. suck at everything. So it like, it didn't. Yeah. So I just like, kind of like, I guess embraced that or whatever. And it, yeah. and the fact that I, that I fell in love with the intensity and the community aspect of it. Cause I love community is like a big value for me. Mm -hmm. And then also there was some reward in being good at something. My first workout was a was the CrossFit total. Gotcha. And I, I deadlifted like 210 or 220 on my first day. So there was some like inherent, like, wow, I have some physical, I have something I can do. So that was really, was empowering. I think that made a big difference. The bar, learning sure. the barbell yep. was like a cool thing to, which I had never done before cool. for CrossFit, so. Yeah, it's gotta be validating when you're starting something new and you act, you do find at least something that, you're good at. that you are relatively good at. Which is cool about yeah. CrossFit because there's usually, you know, there's some usually something somebody's right. good at, yeah. Yeah, if you're a runner, you're gonna be yeah. good at, you know, a bunch yeah. of the running workouts, right? Yeah. If you're a, a former gymnast, well, chances are you're probably good at a lot of stuff, everything. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, weightlifting. If you're stronger, coming from like a bodybuilding background, you'll be decent at the weight stuff, yeah, right? So, totally. but everyone ha also has holes and gaps sure. in their game too. Yeah. 
All right, so you start working out. This is what, 2009? Yeah. Right? That's also when we had first met because yep. I was coaching. And, mm -hmm. and uh, I distinctly remember, I think that was right around um, the Yak in the Box yep. uh, fundraiser. Yeah, right? it was like. That was one of your first, like. Yeah community things yeah, right totally um i distinctly remember that i think that was in like yeah it was like a couple like two months in or something yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um after that at what point did you think you wanted to coach like how did you get into coaching mm -hmm. what did you think of all that on that side of things versus being a member or, or yeah, an yeah. athlete so so i guess it was a couple things i mean one at some point i was like i'm here all the time anyway you know, like I like I'm in here. I love it so much. Um, at the time, I was um, I was work. I worked my career prior to CrossFit was in human services. So I worked with people with developmental disabilities and different um, chronic mental illness and things like that. And I was running a day program at the time. Um, and I was also at, at the working on getting into becoming a life coach and doing that. Um, and the owner of the gym I was going to wanted to start a nonprofit, um, a Steve's Club nonprofit at our gym. So she kind of approached me about that. And so I kind of um, was like, well, I'm here all the time. I'm really passionate about, you know, kids getting this, introduced to this when, you know, to their teenagers, like what a difference it would have been for me. Mm -hmm. And then, but then once I did the level one and I did the kids cert, I decided, I was like, if I'm gonna do this, I wanna be a coach. Like, I wanna be a full coach. Cause like, I had seen other people that were like coach, kids coaches, but like, mm -hmm. would only like, and because I was bigger and I'm not your traditional athlete, like, I didn't, I, I wanted to be seen as a full coach, mm -hmm. you know? And mm -hmm. so I was like, I, I could have easily just fall into just being a kids coach. Right. Not that that's not an amazing thing to be. Sure. But I yeah. just kind of like was like, I'm going to do go all in. Yeah. And so I didn't expect it to be a career, but then I got into it and I just, I found that one, I really enjoyed it. Like it didn't feel like work mm -hmm. and I was good at it. Mm -hmm. And I had a knack for connecting with people. I had a knack, my intuition that I had with people applied to um, motivating them in a physical way. For sure. And I, and I love human movement and I love the process of, I think adaptation, mm -hmm. it's just fascinating. And, it, this, the, and how much the physical relates to the emotional, relates to the intellectual, like it really is, like it's all connected. And I think that's why it really, like, uh, you yeah. know, it's, it it's works for me. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, you know, we, there's a saying where, um, you know, you come for the fitness, but you stay for the community. Yeah. You know, there's definitely something you said about, yeah, like we're, we have this common thread of working out together. And that's, that's generally what people look for when they yeah. look for a gym, right? it's very surface level, but what I've seen over the years is people end up staying and people realize that there's way more than just the workout itself, right? Like the workout itself is great, yeah. but there's so many life lessons involved and there's yeah. so many connections that you're making. Yeah, so like even, at, you know, there's a community, but then there's like, you know, when you're in a hard workout, you know, you know, there's sometimes you're in a longer workout and you have to like kind of just like keep going and get mm -hmm. through it. And, you know, sometimes life's like that, right? Like you just, you've oh, got it, sure. you got a situation. 2020, 2020. 2020 is you a just chipper, gotta gut it out. And then sometimes, you know, you have a, you know, a workout where it's like grace, where you're going to be like three to five minutes and you're just like dying. And, you know, life's like that sometimes too, For sure. where there's something really sure. painful and hard. And I think CrossFit, you know, like that, you, you know, well, it does all that so much for your fitness, but it also teaches you like mental resilience and realize that you yeah. are 
capable to get yeah. through hard things. So yeah. it translates a lot. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's, it's one of the reasons why I love it so much. Yeah, there's this physical adaptation, but the also like between the ears adaptation Absolutely. of like just being more resilient. Yeah. Right? Totally. Cool. So you got into coaching. Um, you are doing, you know, you're coaching adults, you're coaching kids. Um, you get into weightlifting as yeah. well, yeah. which I find it seems like that was uh, definitely a, a bit of a specialty that you really yeah. dove yourself into. Yeah. Um, talk about let's let's talk about kids and teens and okay. kind of transition in that way. So you started running a, a teen barbell club. You obviously have the more traditional kids classes as well. Yeah. Um, what are some things that <clears throat> you know you f you feel like kids and teens get out of working out? Yeah. Um, I think you know when we work with adults in CrossFit, a lot of times we're trying to fix some of the things, um, you know, the years of inactivity, years of like sitting at a desk. Um, uh, there's a lot more like mobility issues and um, uh, stability issues that we're like, f um, you know, fixing. What with the kids, it's like kind of like a blank slate. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if you, if you, it's just like a house, right? Like, so if you build a foundation mm -hmm. well, it's going to affect everything. So, and, and it even goes back to the mental stuff that we were talking about. So, mm -hmm. do, so with the kids, when we get them doing the functional movements correctly mm -hmm. from the beginning, we have that foundation. But then even the mental resilience, mm -hmm. and I've seen that with the kids, like just the confidence they have, um, it, and all that stuff the adults get, they get, and think about how that then relates to the rest of their life. Right. And it really is like I, I think CrossFit Kids is the best thing that comes out of CrossFit, honestly. I mean, it's um, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. Talk about the differences. So, you know, for people who aren't familiar with CrossFit, um, maybe they're familiar that from like a, a, a social media standpoint or, or they maybe saw the Netflix documentary. Yep. So they're thinking, oh my God, like kids are doing, you know, three to five-year-olds are, yep. are doing what these adults are lifting. <laughs> and like, like, what does that look like for kids yep. versus adults? Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, First off, the, the, the focus for kids is fun um, because they're not going to pay attention. You know, you have to make it fun. Right. So you make workouts fun by doing all kinds of things. We play games that have the movements mixed into them. So you make it fun. And then the, uh, the focus is on the functional movements themselves. Mm -hmm. So it's about teaching proper form. Again, there's fun ways to do that of things like squatting, pushing, pulling, um, those things that you need to be able to do in regular life, pick up their backpacks off the ground, put something on a shelf overhead. Um, so we fo focus on those functional movements. Um, and, you know, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> okay. Yeah, functional movements, yeah. Um, having fun, yeah. um, establishing that good foundation, Yeah. right? So I feel like with kids, instead of focusing on any, and, and there are a lot of similarities to how we coach kids and how we coach beginner adults, right? Yeah. Because form is uh, that foundation that we can build upon if we can have that good form with lifting, we'll be able to slowly increment and incrementally build up in weight, yeah. right? Versus just yeah. starting at a heavy weight where form degrades yeah. or we're using bad habits. Um, that's, I think, one of the differences of kids and adults. It's a lot of kids don't have bad habits per se. Yeah. We need to teach them just the foundational movements of yeah. squatting, pushing, pulling, hinging. Yeah. 
adults yeah. may, if they, especially if they've been working out and especially if they've been doing barbell related stuff, almost always have form that we need to um, kind of break down first and then build back up. And with their littlest kids, like you're like three to five to six or whatever, you, you're completely unloaded. So you're not really giving right. them any weight at all. Right. When you start to get into the six to like the elementary school age, like six to 10, we would start with, we start with some light dumbbells and dumbbells are great because they get to t introduce the movements um, in a way without the bar path. So they can learn the, um, the, the general principles of it without having to worry about, you know, getting their face or their knees around the barbell. Yeah. Um, and, um, and the other thing about weight is kids have this innate ability. Kids are smarter than adults. Mm -hmm. When things are really hard, they're like, I'm not doing it. Mm -hmm. So inherently, there's kind of a safety feature built into kids. It's not until they're like 13, 14 that they start pushing. Other than that, if something's too yeah. heavy, they're like, I'm not doing this. Yeah, there's no ego there. It's <laughs> no, just, yeah. they're like, this is too hard. Right, so right. Um, yeah, so it, you don't, it's not so much an issue about like loading at all. Right, Yeah. right. So yeah. Cool. Talk about um, the stuff that, we do in the gym with kids and teens and then how that might translate to sports because i feel like you know yeah. while there are kids who might do this exclusively as their like thing their extracurricular or their activity there's also a lot that end up doing it to supplement for sports yeah. right so let's talk about like gpp and yeah what that yeah means so and... so yeah i mean so everybody talks about the obesity epidemic with kids in america and and that's obviously like you know, inactivity is, is a problem, mm -hmm. but there's another problem that nobody really talks about. And you can certainly like go online and find some information about it, but there's a lot of injury and, um, in our kids with sports and mm -hmm. it has a lot to do with specializing really early. So I know people watching and listening or, you know, know, like if they have kids in sports, there's this push mm -hmm. to get, if your kid's a good soccer, especially if they're good, if your kid's like right. a good soccer player, you're playing soccer all year round mm -hmm. you know and there are some programs that are good at like trying to supplement and make sure that they're well-rounded but a lot of times you know it's just skill 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 and not building any of the gpp so general physical preparedness yeah. so if a kid doesn't have the stability to do a proper squat mm -hmm. a proper push-up a pull-up right they're missing that that basic stability and then you expect them to go out on the go out on the field and be one, a good athlete and perform, they're, they're missing the mark with performance, but then they're also more prone to um, injury. You know, with any running sport, which a lot of our field sports are, it's very quad dominant. Yep. So if you don't do anything to balance it out and, and hit you know, the stuff in the back, um, you're gonna end up with knee issues, quad issues, you know, um, hamstrings, tears, things like that. Yep. Um, so it's super important, yeah, for performance and for, um, Injury prevention. And what a lot of people do, you know, for their kids as supplement is they go for speed training. Right. So they'll be in sports, but then they'll pay some facility that has them running more drills with the ladder and more sprints and things like that. Again, mm -hmm. if you don't have the stability, mm -hmm. you're never going to have the, or the ability to generate power and know how to generate power. All that speed training is kind of like, you're not, you're kind of missing the mark. So, yep. um, yeah, it's super important. And if you do, with your younger kids, if they have that foundation, right. they're also going to be better off too. Right. So, yeah. And a lot of the movements translate to the field or to the court. Yeah. <clears throat> so things like uh, box jumps, right, yep. are plyometrics. Things like weightlifting yeah. is jumping, but because you have a weight of some sort, dumbbells or barbell, you're, you're just not leaving the ground that much. Yep. 
if but you, the force that's needed to lift weight absolutely. is what yeah, translates. If you look the at the power position in weightlifting, so you look at that basic like hip hinge here, right? right? If you pull movements, if you pull pictures of people in all different sports, they're in exactly yep. that position, running, yep. jumping, basketball. So, I mean, like there's that hip power and all so of That's why it's called the power position yeah. because it's the <laughs> right. most powerful so position So if a kid knows how to do that, you know, generate power in that way right. through using, learning, you know, like a clean with dumbbells or, you know, a bar, yep. that's going to translate directly or a box jump. Like, so it really yep. does. It has a direct yep. translation for it. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I, I played soccer growing up and I didn't appreciate it until later once I got into CrossFit that my soccer coach is very focused on us being fit. Yeah. Not, not like ball skills, sure, of course, but, um, general fitness. So we were always doing push-ups, sit-ups, lunges, ton of lunges. That's perfect. Um, yeah. Squats, but like and I definitely did not appreciate what we were doing in the moment because it was just, you know, torture at yeah. the moment at the time. But it's that whole like second half fitness or fourth quarter fitness. It's like who's going to be able to outlast the other team? Absolutely. And just being able to just keep going and and at a higher intensity than than the other team. Yeah. And, and, you know, sadly, you know, with what's going on in, in the world right now and the fact that, you know, a lot of sports just got canceled. I mean, a mm -hmm. lot of local areas in my school district, they just canceled, you know, sports. Um, so this is actually like the silver lining is this is actually like a really good time to go get that GPP yep. and to sign up, whether you sign up for our programs and do our virtual kids or to do the, the teams here or just, you know, do some research and do it on your own or find a program near you, yep. like where that that's more focused on general physical preparedness. I mean, it's why not now seems perfect. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about what we're offering. So starting, um, if you guys are listening to this in real time, uh, it's going to start September 14th, 2020. Um, that'll be the start of our six week session for virtual kids and in-person teams. Yep. You want to talk about sure. the differences between the two and sure general yep. logistics yeah so the so the virtual um kids um is going to be tuesdays and thursdays um from th for three from starting at 345 it's a half hour long virtual session um so we'll, we'll log on um i did a lot of um virtual kids classes over the quarantine so yeah. i picked up lots of little tricks because it was kind of unknown world it wasn't like yeah, anybody sure. had like a blueprint for how to do this yep. um but i actually i just applied the same principles that I do in regular kids' classes, yep. make it fun, yep. try to make it interactive. I got creative with games. Um, we follow that same format of like there's a warm up. Sometimes I would do like warm up dances, like things to get them moving mm -hmm. and grooving. Mm -hmm. Then do some kind of teaching, some kind of movement teaching, whatever the movement of the day is. And then a short, fun workout. And then we would usually end with a game. Yep. Um, so, um, you know, I, it, it actually works pretty well. Yep. Yeah. And that's going to be for ages six through 10 ish. So yeah. basically it's a matter of just making sure that the child is able to pay attention and yeah, we shorten it to a half hour because you know, most kids attention spans aren't going to last much more than that. Um, right. so it's, it's loose on this, on the younger end. If you have like a mature five-year-old, right. that's totally fine. If you have a 11 or 12 year old, that would be more appropriate to do the virtual or logistically it's better to do virtual. Great. Uh, but then we also have a, a preteen teen class that's going to be what men, Monday and Wednesdays. Yeah, Monday and Wednesday, same time, three forty-five, forty-five minute class. Um, in the teens class, 
Um, if we want to follow, we'll be doing more of a, a closer to an adult class. And that's the thing about teens is that it, you start to be able to introduce like the adult format of CrossFit with some caveats of still trying to like make it fun yep. and build community for them. Yep. So we'll generally be doing, depending on what the workout of the day is, Akana will be doing that or some version of that. Yep. Um, and, you know, focusing on um, just, you know, introducing them to the movements, um, you know, and starting with unloaded bar dumbbells. And then yeah, it depends on who's in the class. Exactly. Some people are going to be maybe more experienced yes. versus others. Right. And so yeah. obviously you'll uh, modify right. and we have and we have you know this the, the reason why I mean teens we can do in person is you know the younger kids is a little hard to keep them apart with social distancing yep. but the teens are at a, a mature level that we're able to use um, what we do with adult classes yep. um, we are able to social distance we have the outside option if yeah they could be inside or outside, outside. just like the and you know classes. all the precautions that we take in place so yep. um, so that's why teens are able to kind of be in here and get cool. in the gym and use equipment <laughs> all right cool uh, so where can people find you, uh, email you for more information, uh, Facebook, Instagram, all that, all yep. that jazz? Yep. So um, my email is steph at kana.fit. So you can email me any questions you have or anything. Um, I can, if you want more information or the landing page for registration, it might be on something on, on the link for here. Yeah, we'll put it on our main it. website But as well. like you can yep. always email me for that. And then on Instagram, I'm Coach Steph Vincent. Um, yep. so you can always follow me there. Perfect. Cool. All right, cool. Anything else you want to add? I don't think know? so. I'm just, I'm really excited to get going and really start working on building um, the Kana Kids program. Cool. So it's something I'm super passionate about and, yeah. you know, so I'm ready to go. Yeah. And chances are, even though this is a secret session, you know, uh, as long as things go well and everything, this is something that we'll look to continue like, in, in these chunks. So, yeah. cool. Cool. All right. Thanks. Thanks. Please listen carefully.